Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome back to Profit First Nation, my entrepreneurial friends. Today is an episode ending in zero. So that is when we do a recalibration and make sure that we are on the right path to doing Profit First right and not ish. Today, we're going to go over 10 myths or misunderstandings about Profit First. And my guess is that we are going to probably um, hit on some things that you might not be doing totally right. And we will fix that for you in today's episode. So the first misconception about Profit First is really a misunderstanding um, the purpose of Profit First, right? Profit is... Um, not uh, profit first is not solely about maximizing profit it's not about being super greedy it's not about becoming uber rich and super wealthy profit first is first and foremost a cash management system for your business all right and uh we just happen to allocate to profit first in our allocations on allocation day hence the name profit first because you don't really have a business unless you are a making profit unless you're profitable so um profit is not a dirty word it's a misunderstood word a business without profit doesn't have security uh, a business without profit will not last through the ups downs twists and turns of being a business and so that is why uh profit first needs to be put in the context of a cash management system that helps you allocate funds and manage the cash as it's coming into your business most businesses get into trouble because they have just one business checking account and so what that does is it just looks like you have a pile of money but you know in that pile of money there are multiple obligations to that money maybe sales tax maybe uh, accounts payable payroll etc so by having money in just one account it's very difficult to manage that the cash so by allocating to your various accounts first profit then owners pay, then tax, then operating expenses. And if you're doing advanced profit first, allocating to payroll, allocating to marketing, allocating to those type of things is important. And, you know, again, sometimes the allocation is, is not part of necessarily the, the, the profit first. You know, you could be alloc, one thing that you should be doing is that you are sweeping the sales tax out. If you're collecting sales tax, that's not your money. Um, that should never be mingled with the money that you have to operate your business. Uh, sales tax should, should, should come out right away, uh, before even, you know, you're putting that money into the income account, ideally. Number two on the list of misunderstandings, misconceptions, and myths about Profit First is that, well, Profit First is really just about slashing expenses to the bone. 
And um, that is not wholly true. While it's true that the only two ways to increase profitability are to number one, increase margin, and number two, decrease expenses, it's usually a combination of both that you have to find to get to your sweet spot in terms of profitability. And so while reducing unnecessary expenses is important and should be an iterative uh, exercise in your business because things kind of creep in and, and we start paying for these subscriptions and then we fall off of, of using these su subscriptions. So why are we making that company richer with, uh, you know, our money going to them when we're not getting a return on that expense anymore? So ideally expenses should be minimal for, um, your existence uh, when, on, on those types of expenses. So what I'm talking about here is you don't need nice, fancy offices. Do you even need an office? Um, you know, what, how are you furnishing the office? Are you going out and buying the most expensive things? Uh, you know, I, I, our office is, is, is furnished with things that have been DIY'd, uh, things that I've purchased from consignment stores, et cetera, and such. Uh, we never have clients come visit our office. It is a nice, clean environment for our employees. It does not look like a mishmash of, you know, furnishings from uh, the side of someone's curb or, 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 or a garage sale items. It is very, very nice, but I, you know, was savvy about spending the money to procure those items, etc. cetera. Uh, and then for your other discretionary expenses, so you need to make sure that those expenses are producing a return, a, a good return, a multiple on spending on that expense. So, you know, we talk about this, your, your payroll should be producing a 3x return. So if you're paying an employee $50,000 a year, that employee should be having $150,000 impact minimum on the revenue of the business. You don't need to hire people so they can collect a paycheck. You need to be hiring people so that they can scale and grow your business and be producing at least that 3X return. Marketing, that is another expense. If you can't measure the expense, then you shouldn't be spending the money until you can figure out a way to measure the expense. So marketing, remember, should produce a 6X to 10X return on that expense. So, you know, if you're spending $5,000 to advertise and it brings in $10,000 of business, that is a no bueno expense and you're better off not spending that money. You really need to be looking at higher multiples and just doubling something is not enough. Now, uh, you know, your, your, your expenses in your business that are required for existence, you know, you, again, you don't need an office, but you do have to pay some nominal expenses like, um, your business license and, and things like that, um, and such. And of course, that's not necessarily return, but that should factor into being, you know, less than 1% of your total, uh, of your total revenue.
it would be would be ideal. So um, and then, you know, if you've got accounting and bookkeeping services, payroll services, et cetera, that could be another uh, two or three percent. So really, you know, kind of the things that are necessary, absolutely the bare bones to operate the business outside of a lease and, and employees and such would be um, those expenses that would be payroll again, accounting, bookkeeping, uh, your your licenses, et cetera, which should be under 5% as a good measure. So um, you again, we want to we want to make sure that we're slashing expenses, but but to the point where you know we're we're using that money for good and we're getting a return on that expense. Number three on the list is not adjusting over time your profit first allocations. So, you know, ideally, as you are implementing profit first and, and on a roll and maybe in month four of, of doing, excuse me, in Q4 of doing your allocations. So you've, you've been doing allocations for almost a year in profit first. It's time to maybe do a reevaluation of things. Maybe when you did your rollout plan, uh, you were at $500,000 in real revenue. And now a year later, almost you're at a million dollars in real revenue. Well, that means that your whole allocation percentages in terms of the target that you're trying to reach has changed. And so, you know, it's good to do that, 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 that instant assessment again to see, you know, based off of where you are now at the new higher real revenue rate or, or, or amount. Um, it's really important though, anytime that you are, wherever you are in implementing profit first, that, that you have done the instant assessment and you do, you've completed a rollout plan. Okay. The rollout plan is going to be the, four, five, six, seven, eight quarters it's going to take to get from your current allocation percentages to the target allocation percentages. So remember, we're going to, in the rollout plan, it's a, it's a simple matrix. Um, go to profitfirstnation.com for resources. And it is in one of our key, um, beginning resources this uh this this table where you will put in your current percentages and then you're going to you know just move those percentages up or down one two three four percent maybe per quarter uh until quarter over quarter those small incremental adjustments do you hit your target allocation percentage for each of the the categories of profit owners pay tax operating expenses, or, you know, if you've got advanced accounts as well. Profit first is not a set it and forget it system. You know, we are making adjustments over time. We're loving our numbers. And here's the real secret. When you love your numbers, guess what? They love you back. When you put your head in the sand, when it comes to your numbers, when you hide from your financial reporting and, and, and how the business is doing from a fiscal health perspective, it, 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 you're, you're running in the dark. Uh, you're, 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 you're causing yourself more grief, more stress, more trouble. When you embrace your numbers, when you love on your numbers, I guarantee you, they will love you back. You will get such clarity, such confidence, and you'll know exactly 
what you need to improve upon, what you need to fix. And it's no problem at that point instead of running from it and hiding from it. Number four is um, treating profit first as a one size fits all system. So, you know, there are nuances based off of the size of your business um, and also to the industry that you might be in in your business. And so it's really important, you know, if you're a business that is more than 250, 300,000, 500,000 dollars in real revenue, it's really ideal that you connect with a certified profit first professional accountant, bookkeeper, or coach who can really kind of help you dial in. We have so many um, in our network who have specialized in specific industries and niches. And so they can really give you that firsthand expertise and advice in terms of, you know, where you need to be. The target allocation percentages that are out there that are in the book, et cetera, is based on a study done of over 2000 small businesses across a variety of industries. So it is a, it's, it's a great sort of like, you know, average and such, but, but to really, really get it super dialed in, this is where working with a certified profit first professional accountant or bookkeeper or coach really just makes you even more profitable faster. Um, and I, I just have to say this, um, uh, and, and it's my public service announcement. Uh, let me get on my soapbox here. Just because someone has read profit first and has implemented it in their business doesn't mean that they're doing profit first right. It is so painful for me to hear people, um, say, Oh yeah, I've done profit first and, uh, but, but, but I do it a little differently. I do it this way and I do it that way. And it, it, it trust me, please trust me. That is not the way to do profit first. That's doing ish and ish will get you into trouble. You really want to stick at to the system. You want to do profit first right. And the best way to do profit first right is to connect with a certified profit first professional accountant, bookkeeper, or coach who has gone through a tremendous amount of, 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 of certification and studying and just, you know, really getting the system dialed in and understanding all the nuances, et cetera. Number five on the list is uh, a misunderstanding is about neglecting taxes. So, you know, profit first is brilliant because it allocates for your taxes. And that is probably the, the, the number one benefit that most people who successfully implement profit first uh, celebrate when it comes to paying taxes um, their first time when uh, after they've implemented profit first. And so taxes are, you know, just just that thing that that's always there. And when you allocate to taxes, um, you are covering your tax liabilities as the owner and as an employee of the business. All right. Uh, the the taxes are taken out of the business as a distribution to you because when you pay the taxes of the business 
based off the profitability of the business, you're paying that as an individual, all right? So the business is not technically paying your taxes. You are just allocating and designating that this is the money that I need to set aside in the business so I have money to pay my taxes. And so you will take that out as a distribution to yourself and you'll put that in your personal account. You can have your own personal tax account. Um, and then and then you pay your quarterly estimated taxes and your annual income taxes out of that tax account. Uh, the tax account in Profit First is not for business taxes. It's not for sales tax. It's not for employee payroll taxes. And it's not for local taxes. All right. Those are business and operating expenses, those type of taxes. Um, or sales tax is just really in a category of its own. All right. So that is probably one of the biggest misconceptions about the tax account is what is really the tax account for. And the tax account in Profit First is meant to reimburse you, the owner, in terms of the taxes you pay um, as, as an employee of the company and, and your payroll taxes. And it also is setting aside the money that you need as the owner of the business to pay the, the, the taxes on the profits that you make in the business via your quarterly estimated taxes or your annual income taxes, all right? The number six is um, misinterpreting the, the no budget concept. So while profit first kind of tells you what you have to spend, you kind of should have a good sense of, of, of what your budget should be. Um, and you should have a financial plan and a financial forecast. You know me, I'm a big fan of reverse engineering your business. We did that workshop back in July of 2023. Uh, you can check out episode 21 of the podcast and uh, we walk through that exercise with you there. Uh, this is the by far most important thing after you implement Profit First that you need to be doing in your business is, is having a plan, working your business with intention and understanding, you know, that you're forecasting based off of percentages, et cetera, to have, you know, $50,000 to go towards operating expenses. Well, you've, you've got to have a plan for that money. You know, how are you going to spend just because you you've allocated to operating expenses, you have to have a plan for how you're going to spend the money that is in that operating expense account. So you're technically creating a, a, a budget. Um, and so profit first is a cash management system. You, you have the cash and the operating expenses. Now you need to have a plan for, for how you're going to spend that cash and the operating expenses. Number seven is, um, you also don't necessarily want to just get stuck relying on percentages in the business. So while allocating percentages of income is a core principle in Profit First, you have to consider the actual dollar amounts as well, right? Um, so, you know, if we're, if you're allocating 10% um, to, to, to tax, so you're not quite there at the 15% mark yet, you have to understand, is that, is, is, is that going to be enough? So, you know, what do you need to do in the business to, you know, get to the dollar amounts that you need to reach? Um, and so it becomes a function of you should really have a good sense of like, what should that ideal income balance be 
every allocation day that you're doing the percentages off of, right? So, um, you know, 10% of $100 is $10, 10% of $1,000 is $100, and 10% of $10,000 is $1,000. Like, w- w- you know, it becomes a function of, I need $1,000, I don't need 10% of $100, right? So, so there is a correlation to really understanding, you know, what, what is, what's the dollar amount that it takes for me to be able to, you know, keep this machine going, keep this business thriving and such. Um, and, and, and the percentages just help you put the right dollar amounts into the buckets. But it's important to understand is this, is, are these enough dollars in this bucket as well? All right. And number eight is, um, a misconception about profit first is viewing it as a quick fix. Um, you know, a lot of people, myself, tragically included, uh, you know, think that, oh, this profit first is great. I am a type A person. I got this. No problem. We can hit the target allocations out of the gate and be done with it. And we've fixed the business like that. Well, again, tragically, um, you, you can't do that. Uh, I've, I've told this story before and I'll tell it again and again and again and again. You know, when I read Profit First, I was like, super Mike Michalowicz, love his concept here, but he doesn't know Danielle Mulvey. I'm kind of the exception. Like, I'm a type A person. Uh, we're just going to hit the target allocations out of the gate and we'll just make it work really fast. Um, and, you know, I was right on that first allocation day. And it was like, this is amazing. And then on the second allocation day, guess what? The income balance was um, significantly less than what the income balance was on that first allocation day. And so trying to allocate at those target allocation percentages on our second ever allocation day with a paltry income balance, uh, ooh, didn't work. So, um, you know, profit first, you've got to follow the steps. You've got to take it slow and easy. Um, and, and, and you're really just making those adjustments to your allocation percentages at the beginning of each quarter based on your rollout plan that you completed in your implementation process that kind of mapped out where you would be at each quarter over quarter until you hit your target allocation percentages. And we're going to stick to the plan and we're going to take a deep breath in. Hold it and exhale. And we're going to go slow with this. And we are just going to build that profit muscle. We are going to, uh, you know, do things according to the schedule. We're going to allocate, uh, you know, according to our designated allocation days, whether you're following the book and doing it on the 10th and 25th, where you're, whether you're doing it like our companies that do it every other week, um, on the Wednesday prior to a pay date, uh, you, you want to keep it in a good, even flow, nice and slow. This is not a quick fix. All right. Number nine on the list. We've got two more to go. Number nine is confusing your accounts. 
um, and kind of making them a jumbled mess. So again, kind of the problem if you haven't implemented profit first is you're likely operating out of one account and you just have a pile of cash and that pile of cash is meant for multiple different things, but who knows what and who knows how much I have for that multitude of things. So by having multiple bank accounts for different purposes, that is really the key element in profit first. So the five core accounts are uh, having that, that income account. So all the cash comes into the income account. And then on your designated allocation day, you're allocating first to profit, then to owner's pay, then to tax, then to operating expenses. So those are your five core accounts. But you know, depending upon the size of your business, maybe you need a sales tax account. If you are collecting sales tax, you definitely need a sales tax account because you just need to peel that money off before as it comes in um, into that sales tax account because it's never your money. Um, maybe you need to add a marketing account. Maybe you need to add a payroll account. So we have a payroll account and, um, and, and so we allocate to the payroll account, but then I sweep the, well, not really me, but our accounting department sweeps the money from the owner's pay account to the payroll account so that when the payroll company processes payroll, everything's coming out of that payroll account. Uh, you know, we also have a general liability insurance account in our construction material supply business. We have a very high premium every year that's paid annually. So we are allocating every allocation day to that general liability insurance account. And it's just sitting there and growing, growing, growing over the course of the year. So when the premium is due, boom, we have the money to pay that, uh, that account. Um, so, you know, it's, remember if there is, if you're in doubt about something and you're saying, Hey, like how much of this do I need to out is, is, is it's to be spending on uh, benefits or something, then when in doubt, add an account. If you have an expense that is um, 5% of, of, of your expenses, that is something at that point to consider, do we need a separate account for this? And then number 10 on the list here is the final one. There's more, but we're just gonna end it at 10 today, is um, ignoring the behavioral change. So profit first is, 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 is about changing your behaviors, your financial habits and your mindset about money. All right. Um, we are going to look at things from, you know, I've got, I, I, I'm in control of the money. I know exactly what I have and what I have to spend versus again, that single bank account that just looks like a pile of cash and looks like you might be rich company, but, uh, but, but, but all of that could be already, you know, committed and, and need to be paid to your vendors and such. So just following the mechanics of profit first without addressing the attitudes and behaviors that you have around money, um, may limit its effectiveness. So, you know, I'm going to go back to say that if you keep your head buried in the sand and you say, well, you know, my bookkeeper can implement this and, um, and they've got it and you don't own the financials of the business that you own and you don't love the numbers 
of, of your business, then they can't love you back. And so really, you know, having, having a great mindset and having confidence with the cash in your business and, and what's going on in your business and what your business needs to do will help you operate with intention. And when you have intention, you will produce results and you will make progress. So it is really important to make sure that you're following the, the behavioral change that comes with implementing profit first, which includes, yep, 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 yep. Having the profit hold and the savings hold, excuse me, the profit hold and the tax hold account as savings account at an inconvenient bank. Do not skip setting up those two accounts, profit hold and tax hold at the inconvenient bank. Again, very important from that behavioral change that that money that is designated for, uh, for, for profit and for tax is out of sight, out of mind, not looking at it, not seeing it, not tempted by it. And, um, so painful if I would possibly maybe consider tapping into it, way too painful for me to go and, and, and retrieve that money. It forces you to, to, to get gritty, to get hard, to be creative, to be innovative, um, and work with, work with what you have. So that, my friends, uh, brings us to the close here. And thank you so much. If you would like to connect with a certified Profit First professional accountant, bookkeeper, or coach, then go to Profit First Nation and click on contact where you can do that sort of connection there. And while you're there, make sure that you opt in for our resources and check those out as well. Cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Profit First Nation podcast. We hope you found today's episode valuable and that it's inspired you to take action towards achieving permanent profitability in your business. If you want to learn more about how to implement Profit First in your business and connect with a community of like-minded entrepreneurs, be sure to visit us at ProfitFirstNation.com to download our how-to guides and resources. Remember, permanent profitability is within your reach and we're here to support you every step of the way. So let's do Profit First right together. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts and videos are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.